Well, hello there, all my Nexus family. It is your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley, and you are tuned into another episode of The Nexus Podcast. And on this week's episode, I'm going to share a story with you about adjusting my daughter, Colette, and one of the problems that I see that many, many parents struggle with, even though they may not actually know that they have a problem in the first place. So kick back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Nexus Podcast. This week, something new happened in the life of being a brand new parent. Now, some of you may know, but this week on Tuesday, Colette turned three months old exactly. It's probably not going to be three months old when you're listening to this podcast. She's likely going to be much older. Regardless, she turned three months old. And as she turned three months old, something very interesting happened. This was a few days ago. So what really went down is that I'm at the office, I'm taking care of people all day and I come home and I actually meet Heather and Colette at the gym. And as we're working out, I have to stop my workout to take care of the baby because she's fussing. And I notice that she's only turning her head to the left and she refuses to turn her head to the right at all. And though not only does she refuse to turn her head to the right at all, but like I can barely feed her a bottle of breast milk because she won't turn her head. Now, I'm a chiropractor. You know I take care of people. You know I adjust babies. You know I adjust adults. You know I adjust everyone in between. And it didn't really click to me at the time. And so I'm watching her get super frustrated as I'm trying to feed her this bottle. And she keeps fussing and she won't take the bottle. And so we get her at least fed enough at the gym so Heather can finish her workout. And then we put her in the car and we take her home. And on the way home, she's screaming, crying louder than I've ever, ever heard her scream and cry in the car seat. Now, Coco doesn't necessarily like the car seat in the first place. Regardless, we put her in the car seat and as I'm driving home, I'm looking in the rearview mirror because we have one of the little baby mirrors and I see that her head is tilted completely to the left-hand side. Like she won't go to the right side at all. And this is a red flag to me. And I asked Heather, I'm like, babe, did anything happen with her today? And so Heather, sorry, I got to throw you under the bus just a little bit. And so Heather kind of shyly, she's like, you know, I was going to tell you once we got home from the gym, but I was holding her with one hand and I was trying to do some stuff around the house and I didn't drop her, but I almost dropped her because she flung her body back one way. And then I had to like swoop down with my other hand and catch her really quickly. And it basically gave our little baby whiplash. And so not a huge deal, but we could definitely tell that she didn't want to turn her head to one direction. She didn't want to tilt her head to one direction, and that direction was to the right. And so as a chiropractor, obviously I'm trained to check and adjust my child. And so I'm bringing this story up because what I did as soon as we got home was I adjusted her and she was almost back to normal instantaneously. However, this is the issue, is that I see this all the time with parents. I see this all the time with kiddos where we think that they'll grow out of something. And I've seen this time and time again, and I hear lots of pediatricians say things like this. It's like, oh, their head's just tilted to that side, they'll grow out of it. Oh, one shoulder's just higher than the other, they'll grow out of it. The problem is, is that it's oftentimes not true. And so the problem that I experience is like, I noticed that Coco's head is tilted one side and she's super fussy. She's so fussy, like crying, screaming, unconsolable. We can't get her to eat. We can't get her to breastfeed. We can't get her to take the bottle. We can't get her to be quiet. We're missing out on our gym time. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's me. It's frustrating for Heather. It's frustrating for Coco. And so I think about all the parents who don't have husbands or wives as chiropractors or whose parent, the parents and the families who aren't taking their kids regularly to chiropractors because these kind of things are happening. Like I said, Coco's three months old. She's not even walking yet. And yet for sure, 
This is one of those times when she needed to be adjusted. Yes, my daughter has been adjusted since birth because we want her to never have to experience the traumas of life and the traumas of the birthing process. That's a conversation for a different time. Here, we're talking about a physical trauma that happened to our daughter that could have easily been overlooked and just been like, hmm, that's weird. She must have a little bit of neck pain or I don't really know why she's fussy. The problem with this though is that this fussiness for one day when not corrected, when not addressed, can lead into a host of other problems. And I see this all the time in kiddos. I work with families on a weekly basis who come, who are coming in and saying, we had a stressful birthing process. I noticed exactly after this moment happened that my daughter's digestion was never the same, or my kids started having allergies, or they started having food sensitivities, or they started having sleeping issues, or they started having bedwetting issues, or any of the other hosts of issues that kids can have. And so here is the consequence of this one little uh, mishap with my wife where she almost dropped her daughter, gave her a little bit of whiplash, jarred her neck a little bit too much because she's still developing, right? She's not super strong yet. Definitely not strong enough to hold her head up from being whipped around like that. And so this leads into Heather and I both being frustrated, not because she dropped the baby or almost dropped the baby, but because Coco was so fussy that like it's literally started affecting our relationship for the next hour after we got home from the gym, Coco would not stop crying. She wouldn't breastfeed. Even after I adjusted her, she started to calm down a little bit, calm down enough to breastfeed, but she was still fussy. And so it really started to eat at Heather and I, where we started bickering back and forth. And like, I actually snapped on Heather right before I came back into the office after I adjusted Coco and I ended up sleeping on the couch that night. And so This one little seemingly tiny problem that Coco would have grown out of, could have grown out of, people would think that she might grow out of it, um, led into this whole host of uh, other issues. Heather and I arguing, I sleeping on the couch that night. Not only that, but then this affects my business. So I got to come into the office. I'm super upset. I'm super grumpy. I'm super worried about our daughter. I like, I just adjusted her, but I didn't really know um, what the effects were going to be over the next few hours. And so then our workout suffered, right? Like, so she's fussing at the gym and our workout suffered as a result. And workouts are one of the things, if you do work out, then you know, it's like one of the things that keeps you in a place of sanity consistently. And so then what do I do? I start to drink more caffeine. So I drank more caffeine that day and guess what it did? It messed up my sleep that night. So not only am I sleeping on the couch, but I also messed up my sleep. And all of this is a result of this one seemingly little teeny tiny thing in which we almost dropped the baby. And because of us almost dropping the baby, she gets interference to her nervous system, which causes her to be super fussy. Now, short term, you may be just thinking like, oh, her head was just tilted on one side. But what happens if that goes unchecked and she starts to have digestive issues in three months or she starts to have food sensitivities in three months or she stops sleeping well because she certainly wasn't napping well after Heather did that for the rest of the day. But there are nobody telling parents this. There are no, there's no one out there telling people that, hey, just because your kid is this way doesn't mean that there's nothing wrong. There's likely an underlying cause to it. And often that cause has to do with how the nervous system is functioning, how the joints of the spine are moving. And so Hippocrates used to always say, look well to the spine for the cause of disease. And so when we work with parents, when we work with families, when we work with kiddos, we can usually identify some trauma, some stress, something that has happened that has prevented that kid from being full out healing healthy exactly the way they are. And so this is the possibility though, is that you don't have to go down the path. You don't have to go down the route of what Heather and I experienced for one day. Like some parents literally from the day their kids are born to the day their kids are three years old or the day their kids are seven years old. I've worked with two families this week and one of them have a three-year-old kiddo has not been sleeping well from day one, has not been eating well from day one, has not been digesting well from day one, has had allergies from day one. We also have a seven-year-old from the time she was born, mom was stressed out and all the same things ensue. 
And so I'm telling you this story or these two stories because it doesn't have to be that way. Could you imagine if instead of Heather, Heather and I having one night of disconnection and one night of arguing and one night of me sleeping on the couch and one night or one day of me drinking more caffeine because I didn't really sleep that well and one day of our workout suffering, what if it was every single day for a year or two years or three years or seven years? What would your business look like? How bad would it tank? How bad would your productivity inside of your work or wherever you make money, how would that be affected? How would your relationships be affected? I know if that I was sleeping on the couch every night, Heather and I would certainly be divorced in three months from now. For sure, hands down, without question. Heather doesn't sleep well. The baby doesn't sleep well when I'm not in the bed with him. And this was a consequence of this because we argued for that one just few hours when Colette had this trauma to her nervous system that wasn't checked until after I got home from the office in the middle of the day and we adjusted her. And so by the next day, she's completely turned around. She's completely fine. And so Heather get Heather and I get to reconnect. We get to get back into the gym and crush a workout where Coco can be calm and hang out with herself and feed well and nap well so she doesn't have to be fussy when we're at the gym. And ultimately, this leads to more connection between Heather and I. It leads to more productivity in the gym. It leads to more energy. It it leads to more productivity inside the business so we can make more money, so we can serve more people, so we can change more lives. This is the possibility. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be a struggle. Yes, it's tiring to be a parent. However, there's a very specific set of things that you can do in order to mitigate the stress, to mitigate the effects of the stresses and the traumas that your kids are undoubtedly going to have from day one. It could be in the birthing process. It could be from the actual birth itself. It could be prenatal. It could be postnatal. It could be something like Heather had where her baby's three, three months old and she almost gets dropped or they roll off the bed. I see parents who have this t- happen time and time and time again. We t- took care of a five-year-old the other day. He was running on the sidewalk as fast as he could and he tripped and he landed flat on his nose. And what is the first thing that mom and dad want to do? They bring him in to get him adjusted because they understand that having a healthy nervous system in this kiddo is going to set him up for the best success throughout every single phase of life. And so if you're interested in learning more about this or you're interested in learning to find out where could your family benefit? Where could you benefit from more connection? Where could you benefit from having more energy to do your workouts or drinking less caffeine or being more connected or all the things that I talked about that Heather and I get to experience on a daily basis because we know our bodies and our baby's body is well adjusted. If you're interested in learning more about any of that, I'm going to ask you to do one simple thing. And that simple thing is to reach out to us. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it on Instagram. You can go to our website and do it online, or you can call us. And you're going to request a consult to sit down with me where I can talk to you and walk you through the exact steps and the exact possibility for you, your family, your children, so that you can do the things that you love to do for a lifetime, because this is what we are all about here in our office. I have one other ask for you. If you got some value out of this episode, please share it up with somebody who you think could benefit. Also, please leave a rating, leave a review. This is how we get this message into the hands of more people. I love and appreciate every single one of you. Have an amazing, amazing week. We'll talk again next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Nexus Podcast with your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley. If you're interested in receiving more information about optimizing your brain and nervous system, check out our website at www.nexusfamilychiropractic.com.